Welcome to Pillar and Ground Podcast. I'm Will Nettleton, Pastor of Mission and Worship here at LMPC, and this is a Pillar and Ground Connections episode. In our Connections episodes, we seek to increase our connection to one another as we stand together in community and mission. And I am really excited today to be joined by our Pastor of Youth Ministry, Aaron Tolson, and our Co-Directors of High School Ministry, Josh Brower and Annie Reynolds. Welcome. Pillar and Ground listeners will be familiar with you for all kinds of various episodes that you'll come on for. But for this particular episode, we are talking about the upcoming uh, high school trip to Uganda. Uh, And so we're really excited about that. Before we get into kind of the story behind why Uganda, all that, can y'all just kind of give us the details for the congregation so that they can be praying? When are our students going? Where are they going? Who's going? All that kind of stuff. Yes, we will be flying out um may 30th we'll be returning june 8th and we are taking 15 high school students along with um seven adult leaders um all a part of this congregation josh aaron and i will be going along with debbie young and jan owen um dr david wharton and my dad steve reynolds this is a strong crew Aaron, will you give us just a little bit? I know because of COVID, we haven't done this trip since... When was the last time that we went to Uganda? 20, we went 2019, 2019 was the last time. Aaron, will you just give our people who maybe maybe are newer, maybe they're not familiar with why we go uh, on this specific trip uh, every year when, we're, when there's not a global pandemic. What is the uh, history of our connection to Uganda? Quite a few years ago... Um, some of our students got really involved is when the Jane Harris Youth Building was being built. Uh, I think Invisible Children was a popular documentary at the time, just chronicling the lives of homeless kids in Uganda and all fleeing to the cities for protection or uh, for food, just for any sorts of survival. And uh, our kids got a real heart for Uganda that year. Mm. Um, And many of them came to me and said, we want to raise money to build homes in Uganda through Cornerstone Ministry, which is a, a discipleship program that takes students and gets them off the street, puts them in school, teaches them life skills, uh, and really strong biblical discipleship. Uh, so they started a fundraiser, and they raised enough money to build quite a few homes for the Cornerstone Ministry. And that was like one of the first events we did in the Jane Harris Youth Building. So as they're given a home that they mm-hmm. can honor and worship the Lord in, they turned around and, and built four or five homes in Uganda That's for awesome. students. So that was the beginning of our relationship with Uganda. Okay. And then out of that, students said, we want to go. We want to be involved there. And one of our former students, Michael Pepper, um, had started working with Champions United. It, it is a coaching ministry that uses soccer to uh, – work in schools as youth ministers essentially okay and so they start a soccer program during their holiday season and use that to to biblically disciple and care for students even doing home visits and uh, checking in on families so michael was working with them at the time and said you guys should come join us and we had about eight or nine students come to me and say this is our vision this is our heart can we go and partner with Michael. So that was our first trip, and we uh, we took about 12 students, worked with Michael Pepper and Champions United, and uh, there's also another ministry there, Amahoro Orphanage, and that is an orphanage I got to meet. He's actually, the guy who started is out of the Cornerstone ministry okay. from many years ago, and Michael Pepper, Marshall Teague had gone and spent a few weeks with him in the summer, 
during college. And so when we were adopting our son, Sammy, I got to travel around to see different orphanages. And the work he's doing is very unique and mm-hmm. it's very special. And so we began to partner with him. And so out of that grew our trip. We go mm-hmm. to Champions United and we go to the orphanage and work alongside Caleb Racundo. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Josh, any, how many times have y'all been on this trip at this point? I've only been once. Okay. Um, it was the last time we went. Okay. Um, but I think Annie was on the first trip that they ever took. Yeah, I was one of those students in 2014 that went alongside Aaron and Michael. Tenth grader. I was a tenth grader. I It was the first time I had ever been out of the country, and also I think the first time I'd ever been on an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) So um, that's the way to do it. I jumped into the deep end, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I have been again um, as an intern and as a leader in 2019. So this will be my third time. Okay. We'd love for you guys to talk just a little bit, and maybe Josh, we can start with you. Just what has this, the last time you went, what did that trip mean to you? Um, how did you, how did God use it in your own uh, walk with Jesus? What did you experience while you were there? Probably the thing I remember the most, or that stick with me the most, was r- coming right out of the airport in Entebbe. And immediately being hugged by 20 Ugandans I have never met before, <laughs> as if we were long-lost brothers. Awesome. Um, that we just haven't seen each other in a while. Um, but I remember just during that time and just throughout the whole week of just realizing, oh, this is this is what brotherly love looks like. Hmm. Like brothers who, are, who, who share a love for Christ. Hmm. Um, and I remember just being so thankful that our students were getting to experience that of like, I think a lot of times we can, we have these shared experiences and shared loves that are other than Christ. And we try to form relationships around them. And, uh, because it's not something that's very lasting, like sports, like we love sharing interests around sports and create friendships around things like that. Um, I know I did that a lot growing up as, as an athlete, um, but watching our students just realize like, oh, like I have more of a connection with some of these Ugans I've never met before than I do with some of my own friends back home. And it's simply because we have a love for Christ together. And so that was really formative for me. It was just seeing how much love that they have for one another. And it's pretty convicting because like, man, I, I don't think I love in that way mm-hmm. <laughs> or this view Christ-centered relationship in that way. Yeah, and so that's something that I'll always remember. It's something I'm really excited to go back for, knowing that the same people that were there last time we went that they'll remember me and probably have been praying for me ever since. As I think Annie had that similar experience, and the first time that she went, like she had had students that she had met there continue to pray for her, hmm. um, and told her that when we went back in 2019, which is amazing. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So that's the one thing that really kind of stuck out for me. It was really meaningful for me. That's awesome. Any, what about for you? Yeah, I think when I think about myself in 2014 um, and just my desire to go, I, I really was just like looking for ways to serve and, and then, you know, kind of having my entire worldview shifted as a 16 year old of just, this is what, um, this is what faith looks like. This is what service looks like. Um, going alongside people and and you know going through the 
the hard travel and then getting there and being exhausted and yet being so full of the spirit and just full of friendship. Um, I remember coming home from that trip in 2014 and um, my dad even saying to me, like, you have been changed by this trip in a way that has has made you a better sister and a better daughter and a, mm. and a better follower of Christ. And so this kind of stuck with me. And um, in 2019, going back, um, you know, a little bit older, a little mm-hmm. bit <laughs> um, more mature, um, I think just getting to see our students serve each other and and learn um, learn kind of how to be the the hands and feet of the gospel in like little ways, but then also in, in the big ways and honestly learning more ourselves than, than we are even teaching and kind of getting to see that humility seep in of, um, we really are, um, all kind of all in this together, which sounds cheesy, but kind of like Josh is saying, there is that relational connection of like, we will see each other again. Mm. Um, and there's a, there's a beauty to that. And so, I think I'm just excited to see my brothers and sisters. And um, like Josh said, there's been relational connection formed that has lasted um, almost a decade now for me of just getting to go and, and hug these people that that I pray for often and I know pray for me. And um, I think, you know, in 2019, when we, when we left, there was the full anticipation that in a year I would see them. And mm-hmm. so um, this is a... This is an eager anticipation to be uh, to be back with my people again, yeah. and um, I'm really excited to to watch these students grow and in the same ways that I did um, yeah. in 2014 and 2019. So, you know, we're just really excited. That's awesome, Aaron. What about for you? What is I mean? What has this trip year after year meant uh, to you? Your walk with Jesus. How's how's God used this as a part of your story? Yeah, I, I love this trip. It's for me to see students go and see how their gifts um, can build the kingdom of God. Mm. Uh, To be in a classroom with students and be leading the class through literacy training or hygiene training or a gospel lesson, uh, and for them to realize, I have gifts that matter now. I don't have to be employed by a church to build God's kingdom. And Mm. we can walk across the street to the medical clinic and just pray for people who are waiting Mm. (laughs) to be seen. Um, and little things like that as the lights turn on for students of like, I have a love for engineering mm. and that's a need here that I, I could be so useful to God's people and God's kingdom mm. with these things that I love or, or soccer even. Mm. So I love to see that. I love to see students engage with what God has made them for and what they love and how to love other people well through that. Um, and for me, it's it's always great to step away and um, spend time on that porch in Uganda each morning reading. We always read through the book of John and Mm. we get to that passage where he says, he must become greater and I must become less. And there's something about, it always seems to happen towards the end of the week and it just hits you with a profound clarity. Mm. Um, And that, that verse every year has been really beautiful to me of, just what does it mean to live a life uh, that is Christ-centered yeah. um, and puts others first? Well, I'd love to get any of you that want to talk about this to talk about this, but why is it important for our youth to do this kind of thing? Why do they need to go uh, on missions trips? Like, what do they gain at their particular stage uh, in life by getting to go on a trip like this? I'll mention one quick thing. Um, 
to reflect back on my own high school years and the certain mission trips I went on, I just remember it was so encouraging for me to see the kingdom of God growing in other places hmm. besides where I live, which doesn't sound very profound, but I think a lot of times you can quickly forget like, oh, God's working everywhere. Yeah. And so I found that to be incredibly encouraging. Um, and so in relation to our trip to Uganda, it's, it's pretty neat to give our students the experience of watching the gospel change Ugandans' lives in the same way that it changes our life and how that brings us into relationship together mm. so that these people are living thousands of miles apart can call each other's call each other brother and sister um because they share love for the gospel um so that's always something i'm really excited for our students Mm. to be a part of and experience yeah that's awesome i think particularly for some of our senior students you know as they begin to think and process about going to college a, a thing that we hear a lot is i'm really scared to go somewhere else um because i just like i know jesus is here with me at this youth group like i Mm. and and we run into a lot of almost students um maybe even subconsciously thinking that their faith is dependent on um where they are located where they are planted who is around them and so we talk through that a lot and so it's really great to kind of even those senior students particularly who are about to go off into new places um, like Josh is saying, to kind of show them um, something outside of themselves um, and how just kind of vibrant um, the good news is. And it doesn't have to be connected to a building. It doesn't mm. have to be connected to Aaron Tolson, um, but that um, we are all instruments in something much larger than ourselves. And so I think... Uh, particularly for those students, it is really meaningful and it is almost really grounding mm. um, to realize that uh, that they are not the biggest thing that mm. is happening in the world right now. Um, yeah. Which is again that humility piece. Um, I think we just learn, we all learn a lot in that area, and um, it's really really beautiful to watch. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, and I think a lot of high schoolers' experience here culturally is resume building mm. and chasing fun experiences mm. and that kind of is the the accepted route for a high school student and to get caught up in something where you're concerned about the growth and development of another and giving your life for it to be meaningful in another person's life is one what they're made to do and as they do that they really come alive to it and i even heard a student say that say this week they're that's what they're most excited about is to pour their life out and and see how God uses it and to see it resonate with what they're made for hmm. and made to be. Talk a little bit. I mean, I know obviously every, you know, student doesn't get to go uh, on this trip just for, you know, variety of reasons, probably many of them, you know, some of probably just their own busyness or whatever. But what does it do for the youth group as a whole for even for those who don't get to go? for this to be kind of a part of the DNA of our youth group, like for the Uganda trip, for missions, um, for that to be a part of how y'all do youth ministry here, how does that shape the rest of the group maybe that doesn't uh, get to go on the trip? I do think um, it brings back a a core group of students who 
have experienced and tasted and desire that. And it often leads right into our, all the missions projects we do during the summer and, um, bringing friends along with us. And, uh, a lot of our leadership over the years has been born out of those who've gone through a missions experience Mm. and, um, have developed maybe a bigger picture and, uh, they really do share that with friends. Hmm. Um, kids are so relational. They come back and they want to share and they want to talk about. And what I love about it is they want to continue to do it when they return home. Yeah, It's not just, that was something I did in 10th grade, but Annie's brought that back and Josh has brought that back and they help at Church of the Firstborn doing tutoring programs and work on widows' homes in the summer. And it, it changes who they are and that changes the core values of our group mm. as well, what we do together. Yeah, I mean, there's almost an infectious quality to it. Of Like you see people come back who have this like renewed energy uh, and excitement about being the hands and feet of Jesus, not just on this one trip, you know, for a week in the summer, but to come back and do that here uh, is, I don't know, that's just really significant. So that's great to hear. Um, I know people will want to know how we can best be praying for you as y'all get ready to go, for the students, parents, chaperones, all that kind of stuff. Could you give us a few things that we y'all would love for the people of LNPC to be praying for as y'all get ready to go? I'll say one thing is, is pray for, for humility as we are about to enter into a culture that uh, is pretty foreign. Yeah. Um, just in a lot of different ways that our students have never experienced before. And um, we've only experienced a few times. And so, um, just humility and, um, the fact that we're not at, in our home, um, mm-hmm. and that, uh, we would just be led, um, by the spirit and by, uh, the Ugandans over there. And just as we seek to partner with them and, and sharing the gospel. Um, so I'd say that's one thing that's pretty important. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's a physically demanding trip. Yeah. Just 24 hours of travel. Yeah. You get there jet lagged and uh, it's just really hard uh, to to wake up and be excited. But also you see things that are really challenging Yeah, um, that you aren't the answer to mm. and you can't solve. And um, stewarding that well and for the leaders to steward that well and and how they process that and how they... Uh, seek the Lord in that and doing what he's called us to do. And then also trusting him with all the things we can't do. Um, so prayer for how we process hard things and also just physically that we would recover quickly and, and have the energy we need to be, uh, relationally present. Yeah. I think I would also just add patience on all levels. I think, Mm. um, it is. It's a long way away. And, um, you know, students are tired and they're hungry <laughs> and they're grumpy and, you know, all of the things. And so patience with one another mm. as um, we are seeing some of the bad days and we are seeing some of the good days, too. But just mm. patience to, to be a team together and also just um, for the leaders and just all of the dynamics and logistics that come with leading something like this. Just um you know, a, a communication that is that is steady and that is good, um, and and just an energy to be able to to lead well um, would be something that I think we all need.
Y'all, thanks for um, giving us all of this information. We're very excited for y'all as y'all go. Um, a couple of dates that I just want to remind our people about are we'll actually have a commissioning service for you guys before y'all leave. That is going to take place on our regularly scheduled third Sunday evening communion in May. So May 21st, we would love to have our people uh, there to come and pray for you guys before y'all go out. And then when y'all come back, we'll actually have a chance to hear from y'all. Y'all give a report uh, in the Fellowship Hall on June Sunday, June 25th. And so we'll be really excited to hear uh, how God's been at work while y'all are away. But we'd love for as many folks as are able to come to both of those, come to the commissioning as we send you out, and then come to hear uh, the report when y'all get back. Thank you all uh, for coming in and telling us about the trip. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely, thanks. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pillar and Ground. We hope you will join us for future episodes.